Thursday and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, and 5 a.m. Pacific time. And on this particular call, we talk about mindset. We talk about mental toughness, which is really the most important thing is the mental toughness thing. Uh, but we talk about life. We talk about books. We talk about affirmations. We talk about success. We talk about failure. We talk about a lot of things on this call that go hand in hand. What you do on a daily basis, whether your job, whether it's your business, whether it's your relationship, because everything has to do with our thoughts. And our thoughts are a, um, it's our paradigm. And, uh, and our paradigm is a combination of everything we've heard all our life. From what we heard from our neighborhood, I mean from our neighbors, from our parents, from our pastors, from our, you know, Everybody that you heard stuff from growing up. I was actually listening to a uh, a interview the other day of a guy. I think it was uh, Green. I can't think of his first name. The guy who did the Forty Eight Laws, and he did the book for uh, Fifty Cent. Um, I love this guy's conversation. I mean, he talks slow though, but he <laughs> his information is so powerful. And he was talking about you know at age two and three how people, um, uh, you know, lives are formed. Robert Greene, thank you. Uh, lives are formed uh, at two or three. Do you understand that? That's how they can, you know, like I said, they start testing, you know, third and fourth graders, and they know how to build prisons based on that. Guess what it's also based on, uh, he talked about, is your zip code, that they can form uh, who you're going to be most of the time from the zip code you grew up in. Man, because they know at that point, in that zip code, they know what you heard every day. They know how you, as a, as a child, the things that were, you know, planted in your mind. And, you know, it's a few people from different zip codes that come up out of there, you know. You know, you have somebody like, I don't know, Jay-Z, out of the projects that, you know, but it's a few and then you have some that come out of there that do decent, but most of the people they already know because of the things that they heard uh, that's programmed in them is not going to change. And, uh, you know, that's why you see sometimes, you know, parents try to get their kids out of there, especially, you know, if they're talented or something or, you know, even a ball player, they try to get them across town to another school because they need them to hear other things and see other things. Uh, which is, you know, and and a lot of us don't realize that, you know, that we are formed at that early age. I don't care how many times I've said it on this call, you still don't realize that. That's why we try to pull some of those thoughts up and let you realize that those things are not productive. That's not, that's what you heard from a middle class in a poor neighborhood. And, uh, you know, it's easy for them to judge or know who you're going to be from that zip code. You would have to be exceptional to get up out of there unless, you know, somebody's working on on uh, your thoughts and things that you heard all your life. That's why it's so challenging for people to step out and do things outside of the box and, and deal with rejection and all that kind of stuff because, you know, what you've programmed at age two, three, four, five. Man, I tell you. And, but, but, you know, you know we, we're, we're doing it on this call, you know. Whoever whoever wants it bad enough, who wants to go through the process of doing it, some of y'all have decided that you're gonna not do it, but you ought to turn it on to 
uh, some younger people if you decided that you're not because that's why we load this call on uh, 16 different podcast platforms. So if you stumble across this, if somebody's hearing this for the first time, uh, this is actually a conference call, and you can tell by the quality of it. If we don't have, you know, the booming mics and all that. This is a recorded conference call that we actually put on the podcast platform, so just in case somebody stumbled across it. But the main reason is that we want us to go back and listen to the replay and hear it over and over and over because you need to, in order to change your life, you got to change your thoughts. You know, some of the thoughts we had, man, been been with us for years, and we stuck with them. You know, some things we're not going to, I mean, I think about some of the things that I do and I, how I operate. I'm on automatic from that early years of what I heard and, uh, you know, some of the things haven't changed. But then a lot of them have because of how I reprogram myself. I had to deprogram and reprogram. It took work. It still takes work right now. Still, I'm still working on myself. This is an ongoing, this is ongoing all the way to the casket, folks. Because, you know, when, when they get you at an early age, they already know that to change that thing is difficult. To change your thoughts about success and winning and being you know, a productive person. What they want you to do is be a productive person, you know, eight hours a day uh, with them. And, I, again, I don't have a problem with that. I think a person should have a, a job where they can actually, you know, make some money. But you got to have a different thought process outside of that. You have to have a different thought process. And the only way you're going to have that is, you know, from the things that you, the people that you surround yourself with, the books, the TV shows you watch, the people that you talk to, your top five people that you discuss things with, um, the things that you listen to, um, all those things will will slowly change those thoughts that you have if you really want to do it. And, again, that's why we do these calls. Um, and we also have a replay number, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085, and you can put this on, uh, you know, right after the call, you can dial into this call, and it'll be up tonight, Thursday night, and then Friday morning goes away. And the replay number, I mean, pin code is the same when you dialed in on 783357-POUND. So now on the podcast platforms, we're on places like Apple, iTunes, Breaker, Spotify, things of that sort that you can actually uh, pick up. And, you know, and if you have a, have a challenge trying to get to that, because some of y'all are, you know, tech-challenged, you know, which is really all you got to do is Google my name, Tony Fleming, and put podcast, uh, even though it's not a podcast, <laughs> but it's on a podcast platform, and uh, it'll come up, and you'll be able to grab them. Or you can just text me at 678-644-4541, and I'll send you the link, and you're good to go. All right, so let's get started here. Give me 45 seconds, and we're ready to go.
closed mouths don't get fed on this boulevard. It doesn't get fed on any boulevard. <laughs> you're trying to do something. You got to talk. You got to let people know what you're doing. You have to be out there. You can't be afraid of you know rejection and things of that sort. Well, you will be afraid of rejection. You will. It, it's not like something that you're going to always love and you're going to find. But you will get better at it by the more, by you know more times you do it. Is anything? It's, it's like anything else. When you're driving a car, you know, when you first start, you're awful. And then, you know, you keep driving, keep driving, you can get better. You know, at least some people. <laughs> I know this one lady, always, she's my Uber driver uh, when I go to her city. And, whew, she's awful. I mean, she, <laughs> I'm in the back seat just, I'm, I'm trembling back there. Like so, she hasn't got better in her, in her driving skills. So, um, but you know, <laughs> I digress. All right, so all right, so this morning I want to talk about. Uh, you know, I went to the bookshelf. Went to the bookshelf. You know what I do? I walk to the bookshelf. I close my eyes. No, I pick a row because I got like, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, about 15 rows of books. So I pick a row, and then I just close my eyes, and I, you know, I scroll across the row, the books, and then I grab one. Now, to be fair, I have to honestly say this. If I open the book, I just open the book and flip through it. If I don't see a lot of things highlighted in that book, I'll put it back on the shelf, and then I'll, gra- I'll close my eyes and grab another one, and I'll open it up. Now, when I see a lot of things highlighted, okay, that's the book. And so then what I do is I sit down, and then I close the book, and I open it up again, and then I go, I just, wherever, whatever page I get on I, that I fall on, and uh, it's some highlighted stuff on there, that's where I go. So I'm telling you, that's what I'm doing every time I go to the bookshelf. And that's the topic that we're going to talk about today. And so, um, um, you know, it's really not a, it's, it's a topic, but, okay, let me see. I'll name this topic Attitude, and I'll name it, uh, let's see, Attitude and... Let's just go with attitude. That's the topic, all right? We'll name it attitude because that's the first word in this uh, few paragraphs that I'm going to read and we're going to talk about, all right? So, attitude is an often overlooked quality that has an unbelievable influence on success. I believe that you can do everything right in business except have a positive attitude and still fail. Did you hear that? You can do everything right in business. You can do everything that you're supposed to do. You can literally make the calls. You can actually do whatever. But if you have a, uh, you don't have a positive attitude about what you're doing, you can still fail. I really believe that attitude is everything, he says. In fact, I believe the single most important thing you can accomplish in your lifetime is to develop a positive attitude. A positive attitude. And I know some people say, you know, and I say that too, how do you do that? Well, 
The thing is, you have to, and I'm going to read some of that here too, but I'm just giving you abbreviation of it, and then, you know, in my words, that you have to work on that every single day. You know, whether it's, you know, see how long you can stay positive for an hour, for two hours, for three hours, um, you know, and see how you can get back on track with that. Because our life, you know, most of the thoughts we have are negative, especially if we grew up, you know, like I said, in, in, in environments where everything was negative. You know, at, at one point in that environment, we thought that, you know, that's just how the world is because, you know, everybody in our environment, everybody in our neighborhood, you know, almost said the same things. So, you know, when we never leave our neighborhoods and never leave the state or the city and never go anywhere else, again, you can go to YouTube now and see a lot of things. You can see the whole world on YouTube. Before, it wasn't a YouTube. Before that, you can just, only thing you knew about was, you know, where the area you were in which is amazing that, that me, I mean, just to think about that. That's the only thing you knew about. And so the only thing we heard was the things that we heard in that neighborhood and from that school and from that pastor and from, you know, the people around you. And so, you know, you can easily assume that that's just how the world is and that's how people are. No, that's not the case because there are other neighborhoods and those people never leave their neighborhoods, and they think what they what they hear in those neighborhoods. Those are, you know, you ever drive through very successful neighborhoods, and you, you know, you just see some of the places and homes, and you're like, well, I wonder what they do. You know, I wonder what they do. And I can promise you their conversations and the thing that they heard growing up was different from what we heard. Their thought process and the things that they think about when it comes to winning and being successful uh, is totally opposite of what we heard. You know, you even hear wealthy people talk about that they told their kids to go fail, to go fail and just fail every day and come home and tell me about it. That ain't what we heard. You're going to say, well, yeah, my mama told me that, my daddy told me that. Okay, well, you in the 1% of 1% of 1% that said that. <laughs> you know, since you... Since you're going to say that, every time, I, I, I know there's a few people over here, every time I say something, y'all get to text and other people, well, my, my my neighborhood was like that. Yeah, okay. If you grew up in a middle class or a poor poverty, a poor neighborhood, yes, you were, you was like that. Now, your parents might not have been like that. They might have tried to, you know, get the best. But see, overwhelmingly, you're going to become what you hear the most. That's why a kid, you know, you hear parents say, man, I, I trained that child better than that. Man, I raised that child better than that. Why are they acting like that? Because the environment that they're in when they go to school, the people that they hang out with, it overrides a lot of stuff that you're saying because that's, that's why people move from, try to move from different neighborhoods. That's why they try to get in different environments because they know that. What you hear the most is what you become. What you hear the most is what you become. Not only that, when you become that, you start saying that. You start saying the same thing that you hear from them. So if your top five friends are broke, busted, can't be trusted, you are going to start using that conversation whether you want to say it or not. 
That's why sometimes it's better just to be your own top five friends until you can find some more people that you can talk with. That's what happened to me. My own, I became my own top five friends and the books that I, when I, when I start realizing what's going on out here and I need to change my life, I shut down from all those jokers I was hanging around. And I started hanging around, you know, uh, John H. Johnson. I started hanging around, uh, John C. Maxwell. I started hanging around, you know, um, Earl Nightingale. I started hanging around uh, Tony Robbins. I started hanging around. Uh, those became my friends. Those became my top five. James Allen, you know, the, the wisdom of James Allen. Uh, those became my top five, top six. Now, if you just can't let go of some of those broke down, busted friends of yours and family members and all that, then you're going to be those people. And if you're good with that, then you're good with that. Because there's no way you're going to be around those people and not become a part of that. There's no way you're going to be around those people and not have the verbiage that they have. It's just not. Now, if you go off and change your life and stay away from them for years and you become very successful, then you can go back and hang around them and realize that you're not going to change now because you, you, you have become a different person. But to become a different person now... And the way you are now, you're not going to be able to do that. Because your environment is so important. You're not going to be able to do it. So he says, no one will follow a negative, you know, frustrated crybaby. They just won't do it. Negative people drain your batteries. People like to be around people who are positive, confident, and excited. And now, again, if you never get around those people, you don't even know exist. But you got younger kids now that's going to the Internet and finding and seeing other things now that they, you know, realize that they can. But before, again, you didn't know that. He said, we've all known people always groaning and moaning and complaining after spending a few minutes with them. You feel like you're carrying around the weight of the world. You just feel miserable, and it makes you start thinking about your own problems. What happens with those kinds of people? Little by little, you, you start to avoid them. You have to avoid them. If, no, you don't avoid them until you start changing your thoughts. See, when you're still hanging around them, that means that you hadn't changed. Because when you start changing your thoughts, you don't want to do that no more. You don't want to go through that. You don't want to deal with that. You don't. But as long as you, that's why I can, you know, you can know, and I can know, and anybody else can know if a person is changing by looking at their association. Because when you start changing, you just can't. Like I tell you the example all the time. My two partners from AT and T. When I start changing. I just couldn't be around them, and they couldn't be around me. And that was, you know, at that point it wasn't cool, but I realized that that had to happen. I realized that, you know, my conversations now uh, are from the five or six or seven books I was reading each, each every two months or something because those became my friends. And so now I'm going to regurgitate or talk about what I'm – just like if you hang around five or six negative people every day and you're not reading any books or anything, even if you are, those negative people will override you, and you're going to be saying the same thing they're saying. So before I started reading and doing all that, yeah, I was cool with them because we was on the same path. Every little woman, every 
you know, woman who came in the in the club. Every we picked and choose who we gonna go after, what we gonna do afterwards. Let's you know, let's go here, let's go there. What we gonna do? You know, I'm trying to stay G-rated, but you know that was that was my thing. That was that was their thing. That was that was <laughs> you know <laughs> on point with that. That was the whole mission and the goal. But then when I flipped it and started reading and started doing, then I you know I'm thinking. Man, why haven't I heard all this stuff in these books, man? The thought processes and the, the way people live and how they change, you know, how they set up goals and doing all this stuff and how they, you know, make sure they visualize things. I mean, I'm like, I mean, it was like, that became like eating cookies and donuts for me was reading them books. I was like, it was so good. Like I told you, I used to go put on some light jazz music. I still think about the at that time I was listening to when I read with Joe Sample and uh shoot uh what's the group out of Philly? I used to listen to all the time. Uh Pieces of a Dream. Um and a few more. And so I was reading and just, you know, man. Now now, you know what? The hardest thing for you to do is start I mean it wasn't the hardest thing for me to do because I loved it. Now, when you start reading and you don't love it, it's going to be hard for you. you got to figure out how you're going to do it to keep doing it. And you start listening to audios and you don't love it, then you gotta you got to figure out how to keep doing it. Fortunately, fortunately enough for me, I did. When I heard Earl Nightingale, when I started reading it, I loved it. It was like, man, it was like, this is it. Now, some of y'all don't. So I don't know how you're going to, but you got to figure out a way to do it or you're not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to do it. But I, I just, and so my environment changed and my thoughts changed. And even when, when my thoughts changed, I couldn't be around them same old people. So that tells you right there. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a, the best sign for you to know if you are changing at all. See if you're still around them same old people. And if your thought process is, well, these are my family members, and these are my friends, and these are the people I grew up with, I can't let them go, or these are folks I know I can't. What that's saying is you still hadn't changed your thoughts. You still hadn't gotten to a point where you realize that in order to win, you got to, you know, and not only that, you're still comfortable around that. See, I, I I became uncomfortable around it. I became uncomfortable around it. It wasn't, you know, what I wanted to hear anymore. It wasn't because I hadn't heard this other stuff. I just hadn't. So, now, you know, that's a good that's a good way of you knowing if you still hadn't changed, you know. So what happens with those kinds of people that, you know, miserable and make you start thinking about your own problems? Little by little, you start to avoid them. When you see them coming, you just kind of walk in the other direction. You don't want to be dragged down. You don't, by their negative attitude, that's exactly how people will feel about a leader with a negative attitude. Your people are looking for your guidance and inspiration, and the last thing they want to hear from you is how bad everything is. And, see, that's that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, we say leaders don't hang with just everybody. You know what I'm saying? They just don't because, you know, we've been trained years back that, you know, like say if you're a top leader in the company, 
you know, you hang with, try to hang with top leaders. You don't try to, it ain't like, it's not like you're avoiding them, you don't want to be around them. It's just that those people that are not at that level yet, they're still complaining, still bitching and moaning, and still, and see, if you do that, it's hard for you to lead now. You can't lead with that kind of bitching and moaning all the time around you because you become that person. So you got to stay away from that because you can't help the masses if you have the same attitude they have. You see what I'm saying? That's why it's hard. Now, now I'm, I'm bad at this because I still talk to a lot of people who are not, you know, at a higher level in leading. I still, I'm bad at that because then I let that, but you know, I still, if it gets too bad, I got, I got to go. I can't really, I just can't. Because for some reason they think that, um, what they're going through, nobody else is going through. There is something about them that they feel like, well, this is an exception to the rule. No, it's not. Everybody's going through that and moved to a higher level. The ones who have, they had to go through that. It's like when you tell your parents, you don't know what you're talking about. And your parents know it's just that they went through something at a different time. It might not be the exact same thing, but they did go through some things that you're going through. And you're saying, well, no, this, you know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, this, this, look. This is some good stuff I'm saying right here. From the beginning of the call to now, it's still, I'm telling you. That's exactly how people will feel around about a, neg- a leader with a negative attitude. Your people are looking for your guidance and inspiration. And the last thing they want to hear from you is how bad everything is, how awful everything is. See, that's what people do who are losing. They just, you know, they, oh, this is that. Oh, the company is. Oh, why y'all doing that? Oh, this ain't fair. And all this. Yeah. Okay, so let's get some solutions here, all right? But no, nah, this ain't fair. Nah, nah. You can't do that. See, they want to hear how great everything is, and that's, you know, you always got to find something in there, how excited you are about your business and how great you think your future is. See, people, that's why it's hard. That's why they suggest that you don't be around that. That's why they suggest that you don't return those people calls and you don't answer those calls and you don't deal with that, which, you know, anybody who's dealt with me for years don't understand that because I have done that. I've done the things that they say don't do. (laughs) And I paid for that, literally. (laughs) I have paid for that. You know, it's almost better for you to be mad at me and say, well, he think he all that and he don't return no calls if I could keep a more positive attitude than to do what. Because <laughs> you don't realize what you're doing and saying at that time. People need to be excited and motivated, and no one ever was was ever motivated by a crybaby. He says, a big part of your attitude depends on how you look at life in general. We're all here on this earth for a certain period of time, and we all start out in pretty much the same boat. Attitude has a lot to do with how we develop after that point. So much of your actions depend on your attitude toward life. You can look at life two ways. You can look at life as a pain in the neck, or you can look at life as it, as 
it as beautiful, wonderful experience. It can be positive and exciting, or it can be a negative, disappointing experience. And you are the one who decides which way it's going to be. Your attitude will determine which road you take. Your attitude. I made up my mind a few years ago that I was going to be happy as possible no matter what happened. I decided that I was I was tired of being frustrated and disappointed all the time. I decided that my life was going to be a great experience. I'm not saying it's easy to turn your attitude around. Many times it's tough, especially when you see so many negative things happening in the world around you. That's why I say I don't watch the television, I don't watch the news, because there's so many negative things on there. So many negative things on there. I just don't. People have to tell me, like somebody just told me yesterday, what they say, uh, I forgot what the guy said. He told me, I was like, really? He's like, man, don't you know that? Like, no. <laughs> Some people, I, I'll say, yeah, 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 that's right. And I keep moving. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because I just literally don't turn it on. I don't. Only time I see it is I walk in the room and my wife has it on, which she <laughs> she loves seeing it. I'm like, I'm like, Shelly. <laughs> like, she like, it, it ain't affecting me. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> you can't help but let it affect you that way. You know what I'm saying? You can't help but let it. I'll be like, look. Don't tell me none of that unless you know, the world coming to the end. You know what I'm saying? If you tell me they they about to drop the atomic bomb and they finna push the button, <laughs> push the button, I'm going to say, okay. Okay, I can't. I can't. You can't. There's no way you can operate with, first, first of all, y'all still around your negative, broke down, pole mouth friends. And then you listen to the news. And then you listen to all the other stuff that's out here. Then you say, well, I'm, I'm about to do my business. He says, I'm not, I'm telling you, he said, I'm not saying it's easy to turn the attitude around. Many times it's tough, especially when you see so many negative things happening in the world around you. It's something that's totally self-made. A positive winning attitude is not for sale. You, you can't buy it. You can't go to college and get it. It will only come when you make a total effort to life at life in a positive way and practice 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 it until it's second nature. You know how it's second nature that you do stuff like you get up every morning, go to work, that's second nature. Every time you come home, you turn the TV on, that's second nature. Um, you know, driving in the car is second nature. You know how to do it. Sitting down in a chair is second nature because, you know, you've been sitting in chairs for years. Um you know, eating whatever you eat is second nature. You got to get to a point where, uh, you know, looking at things positive is second nature. And you got to, and it's hard, but it, but it's, it's worth it. You got to, it's not going to be easy, but you got to keep working on it, keep working on it. If you just say it's hard and I ain't going to do it or I'm just going to stop, then okay. But he's saying you got to practice that into second nature. You got to figure out how to get out of that, snap out of that negativity that that's going to hit you as soon as we get off this call. It's waiting. It's probably hitting you now. 
But it's, you know, as soon as you got this call, it's gonna be like, huh? <laughs> you got your little, got your little stuff now. Now, now, let me tell you how miserable your damn life is. Let me tell you how broke you are. Let me tell you how many bills you have. Let me tell you. See, that's what is waiting on it. If it ain't hitting you with it now, if you got to figure out how to shake that off every day. Now, little by little, it ain't gonna happen gradually. If you can get five minutes of positivity, then another next day, fifteen minutes, then twenty minutes, and then. You gotta, you gotta work on it. Because there's no way you're gonna do business. You're not gonna, you're not gonna call people and be positive about it because, yeah, look, you ain't, you know, check. You ain't no check and I don't know how long. That's your thoughts. See, you get a check from that job, don't you? Mm hmm. And see, you know, UPS hiring too because it's holidays now. You know, they really hire UPS, FedEx. You can run Delta, you can go down there, and then you, when you work, you get a check. See, the thing you're doing, when you work, you don't get no check. And you sit there and listen to that, and you listen to that, and you listen to that, and you keep going, and you know. That's why it's so many that fall off. Because the battlefield is in your mind, folks. It's in your thoughts. I don't care what nobody tells you. It ain't in just the information you have. It's in your the battlefield is dealing with that that what you've heard all your life. He says Stanley Byer, a very successful man and a close personal friend of mine for years, is someone who knows firsthand about winning. He says in a speech he made to our company, he talked about maintaining a positive attitude. This is what he said: People think that when you get to be a successful in a successful position, make a lot of money and recognition and success, everything is great and wonderful all the time. He said, they think that we are positive all the time and that we don't have the same problems. But you know, Stanley said, all the great people I've ever known have the same problems. They are positive only for a certain period of time. I remember when Art Williams said, you know, he thought when he got to a billionaire that he could be positive. He said, I just want to be positive all day, one day. And he realized he couldn't even do that. But what he realized was that I got to deal with, I got to grow and become positive for an hour, for two hours, for three hours, for four hours, whatever, and deal and fight that. And then, you know, it, it ain't going to happen. Like people think all rich people are just positive. Well, no, same issues. It's that, that you just got to battle those issues differently. And you got to figure out, you got to have a plan on how to flip it when the negativity comes. You know, you got to have a plan on how to deal with it because it's coming. When I get off the phone, it's coming to me too. But I got to figure out how to flip it and put something on I can listen to, uh, look, put my favorite music on or something, or just start, you know, walking, saying my affirmations. Just you know, because once you get a thought in your mind, you can you can erase that thought with another thought. But see, these are all the things that you got to want to do and got to want to fight and got to believe that you can win by doing it. Because if you don't want to do it and don't want to fight, you're not gonna do it. He said, at first you're confident and positive for maybe a few seconds, and then maybe you get negative. Then you become a little more successful, and you become positive for a few minutes, then for a few hours, and then for a few days. The most confident, successful, positive person i ever known was only that way for a short period of time. Everybody has fears and doubts. You see, that's why when you're a leader, you can't get around everybody else's fears and doubts because you already got yours. So you got to deal with yours, and I got to I got to get on this phone, or I got to meet with y'all and talk with y'all about 
what you should do to win. And I can't have my negative thoughts that I have and then listen to yours and listen to, oh, Lord, let me shoot myself. Just get it over with. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. And so when you look at what we're doing, the most confident, successful people, you've got to deal with that. The most successful people in the world doubt whether they can make it or not. All the time. But the only way you can handle this is by having a positive attitude, knowing that you just hang in there long enough, things will work out. How true, he says, I'm not trying to tell you that you just decide to have a positive attitude and it happens. No. He says, Stanley's right. You've got to work at it every day. And as soon, soon as you find yourself being positive a little more often, then a little more often than that. There's a quote that I love that's been helpful to me when I've been uh, low and discouraged. I, and it says this. Most people can stay motivated for two or three months. A few people can stay motivated for two or three years. But a winner can stay motivated for 30 years or as long as it takes to win. As long as it takes to win, a winner will stay motivated. Now, that means that you're going to, you know, be demotivated sometimes, but then you're going to get back motivated. You've got to fight with that. A winner is willing, willing to fight with that for years. You know, most people can go a few months, a few weeks, and then they're done. You know, that's why you see people drop out of the business. They're done. Most people can go, some people can go, he said a few people can go a couple of years, and then they're done. Because they're looking at their results, and they're still around them broke-down, crybaby mouth family and friends. And they're still around and hearing it. And so it's, you can't win like that. you got to separate yourself from that, man. You can't, you know, if I did it, I know other people can do it. Now, again, when I started reading and listening to Earl Nightingale, man, that, that became, like I told you, like donuts and cookies for me. I mean, it just did. Now, if it's still, you know, if it's like broccoli or hard for you to eat it or something, you got to figure out how to. That means that you. That means that you love that other, that other stuff. That means that that stuff is entrenched in you. The negativity, the, the the mess that you hear, and all. That means you just love it. Now, it's going to be a challenge, folks. Now, you, if you're an exception to the rule, some people are exceptions to the rule, and they can override that, and they just hustlers. They just can get out there in the trenches, and they just can hustle, hustle. That's not the norm, though. That's not the. That's a small percentage of people. Cause I know because every time I say something, I know it's some people on the other end that's thinking, "Well, what about so and so?" And well, what? But so and so is a outlier. So and so is the exception to the rule. So I wouldn't base my life on so and so. I wouldn't do that. You know, like when the coach said, look, y'all see Dion out there? Uh, you know, he's exceptional. Don't try to copy what Dion's doing because you can't do that. You can't do that. You, you can do what we say do, but don't try to that, – that, he's an outlier. He's an exception to the rule. You're not. Because if you are, you would already be blowing up. You would already be doing – if you were that person, you would already be there. So that means you're not. <sighs> all right, folks, that's it for the day. That's all she wrote. Pen and the pencil broke. Um, look, go back and listen to the replay because you got to hear this stuff over and over if you're going to learn it. You got to go back, you hear it, you got to hear it again, you got to hear it again, got to hear it again. You got to take notes, then you got to apply it because if you don't apply it, it's, it's, what, what's the use of it? Don't show me a whole notebook of notes. 
I mean, I would love to see that because that means you taking notes. But you got to show that you applying that stuff because just you know taking notes. Now, now you still exception to the rule if you take notes. You still special by doing that. But to really go to the level you want to go to, you got to apply all that stuff. Just having a note. I got notebooks here, man, and, and everything I take notes on, I attempt to do it. I, I start talking to people about it. I start using it. I have to because it's not. It's just a waste of time. Just a total waste of time, folks. So um, that's it, man. That's it.